The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air, yeah. and the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Sorry. now. Only thing that's on my mind is to go What's up, what's up? This is Kwame Lazar Sports Talk. I, I, I talk to you. I, 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 yo, yo, what's up, what's up? This is Kwame Lazar Sports Talk. It's sometime Coach B Show. What's going on, people? How y'all doing today? Hope everything is good. Hope everybody's having a great, had a great holiday. We're coming at you this week with some new information, hopefully, and some, and, uh, some, some quality info. Quality info. Kwame, you out there? Hey, what's up, Coach? What's up? What's going on, man? What you doing out there today? Hold on a second. I'm good, man. I'm doing this uh, Cardinals alumni thing, man. You know, we got to do my alumni due diligence, or you know, they forget about you as they often do. <laughs> yeah, we know how that is, huh? I'm here, man. But yeah, I've been good, man. It's a great day, man. Again, like you said, man. Hope everybody had a great holiday. Ooh, these sports, sports been off the chain. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a, it's been a fun-filled sports weekend, man. A lot of things going down. A lot of a lot of controversy, a lot of good information, good good things happened last night. Uh, Patriots and the Saints. Uh, yeah. It was a good weekend for that. Saturday night, Sunday night football was the the Steelers and the Ravens. Um, you had you know Florida playing Florida State on Saturday. You had good football all weekend long. Even Turkey Day with some good games going on. So a lot of sports out there. So. Uh, you say alumni golf thing, or alumni Cardinal alumni thing? What y'all doing out there for the alumni? Well, you know me. I'm doing the. Uh, I'm the tournament director for the NFL alumni, so I'm doing the. Uh, I got to show up because you know these busters. Uh, sometimes you know, quick pro quo. Yeah. You do for me, I do for you. So I'm showing up. But anyway, it's, it's, the main thing is charity, it's care for kids and everything. So definitely show up for that. And you don't have to ask me twice about that. But yeah, you know the Cardinals throwing theirs December first, mine is January a month later. About uh-huh. two months later, actually, about January 30th. So that'd be a good deal, man. I'm out here. But you mentioned a lot of coaches. You mentioned that Florida State. I was interested in that, man. You remember uh, Bobby Bowden was talking about he won't retire. They're going to make him retire. I think they did just that. They did. I mean, they 34 years there, and you you should be able to let him go off on his own. When when he got there, the only thing Florida State had in their, in their history was Burt Reynolds. Exactly. And, uh, and all he did was produce wins. I mean, you don't have your down season, but – you know what? When you have a recruiting violation, now I'm not saying them, but just teams in general, or colleges in general, where you have to recruit players, you got to recruit these players. You got to uh, check these guys' background. You can't get in trouble. You can't lose key key players. Also, you got to count for injuries. Our injuries. Um, so teams won't have it down here. Look at uh, look at uh, Jay Park. Look at Park over in uh, Penn State. Uh, he's yeah. still there. He you puts on a good program over there. He, he got a, he, we talk about the coaches that's retiring. We talk about the coaches that's still there, like uh, Penn State's coach. Um, and then you got to talk about these coaches that got fired too, man. It's, what, what took so long? Yeah, well, I mean, why did they get 
all of a sudden they're getting fired now. They should have been fired weeks ago, you know, in the middle of certain – just like Charlie White. Charlie White gets fired yesterday, you know, after five years. And, you know, his winning percentage wasn't nowhere near Ty Willingham's winning percentage. And now, oh, uh, uh, he won the first two before. years. He went now, to those BCS bowl games with Ty Willingham's guys. Right. And I got to uh, – you know, we, we could talk about that till we blew in the face. You blew. I'm a little darker than you. You got the uh, light skin. But look. Yeah, I mean, we, I take forever to get blue. <laughs> we can talk about that. But you know what? It is what it is, and I don't want to keep – you know, we talk about Ty Willingham, but he did win with, with his guys. But after that, he had four years to recruit some guys. So what, yeah. what, the program, I know today, what, what's, what is the program coming to? I know they have a hard academic standard to get in there, and and they should, man. You should challenge the players. You can get in there, and you should be t- that type of – disciplinary player or, or coach to get the right players in there and make them play. I, the play only, only player I like over there is Golden Tate, man. Golden Tate goes over there and makes plays, but is that one of the guys he recruited? Because he's been there for five years, uh, one and two on the Willingham boys. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, they got Golden Tate. And, man, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Jimmy Clausen's. I think he can do something. I'm not, I'm not, but I, you I know what? I think he needs to be in a I'm good not, situation. Saying, yeah, well, me, me saying he not, I'm not a fan of his doesn't mean I, I don't like the guy. I just don't think they waiting to blow somebody up from Notre Dame all the time. I hope uh, Golden Tate is a top three rounds guy. I hope somebody get him because he, all he does is make plays. Jimmy Clausen, he's a, they're going to make him a first round. I just hope he's not like a, a um, Brady Quinn. I hope he's not that type of guy. But they're gonna make this guy first round, and I think he'll be a late first rounder because he does. What is he, about six three, six four? Yeah, he does make plays, man. He two, gets, two twenty, two twenty, some change. I think it is maybe two fifteen, something like that. Yeah, but no, I'm not saying because I don't. I'm not a fan of him. I don't like him. I just, you know, we we all like what we like. Right. Hey, first of all, first before we go any further, I want to apologize to our listeners. We're both on calling in from from other areas. I'm on my way back to D.C. on the left other coast, and Kwame's over at the. Uh, Cardinal alumni thing, so if we y'all having a problem listening to us, all three of y'all have a problem listening to us, uh, we want to apologize to you now. I'm on, I'm on the road. Any one of our listeners, we only got three. You on the road, maybe, huh? Maybe three and a half. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I just, you know, uh, quite, I got a question for you. Okay, you hear Bob Stoops being talked about for that Notre Dame job. And Why he's some people are throwing in Urban Meyer for the uh-huh. Notre Dame job. Um, I personally don't think that Bob Stoops will leave Oklahoma because he is he has a better job in Oklahoma than he would have in Notre Dame. See, that's Notre Dame's selfishness and egoness, if that's a word. But um, Notre Dame think they can go get any coach, throw any money, and they're facing their leave. But why would you leave, a, you know, a pretty much a dynasty uh, athletic program in, in Oklahoma? If I'm Bob Stoops, I'm not leaving that. What, what, here's, here's what happens, though. Agents, agents get involved and um, – they say, well, Bob Sue's going to come here, but the numbers got to be right. So when the numbers right, Notre Dame put them up, then they challenge Oklahoma to match those numbers. He wants to stay at Oklahoma, but he wants other teams being involved with him so Oklahoma can understand his wealth. And they do because this guy wins, he wins, he gets the team always naturally ranked. Uh, but it becomes a, a cat and mouse game, really, with agencies and, and athletic directors and NCAA, um, NCAA. But um, these guys um, just play that cat and mouse game. So Bob Stoops would not leave there. I don't know why he would, but that's Notre Dame eagerness and selfishness to try to take players away. Yeah, I, 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 I also think that you know Notre Dame thinks that I'm Notre Dame. I have an NBC contract. I'm the grandfather of all colleges. If I want you, you're gonna come here. 
I, I think that's a, a misconception. I think it's asinine on, on their part to even think that. You know, there's some coaches out there who will leave a program um, to go to another program. You know, not saying they, some people may pull a Nick Saban. Um, yeah. Like he left the Dolphins to go to Alabama. Yeah, I didn't mind that. I didn't, me personally, I didn't mind that. I just don't like how he did it. You, you, you remember, um, uh, and I'm sure you do, that he kept saying, I'm not going anywhere, I'm not going anywhere. You're a grown man. Say, if the right offer come up, I may leave. I don't know. Yep. Like, oh, the guy from, um, like the guy from uh, Atlanta. What's his name? Bobby Petrino. Bobby Petrino, yeah. He leaves Atlanta, you know, after 0-7 or 1-7 or whatever. You know, granted, the Mike Vick situation didn't help him at all because he came in there thinking, I got one of the most spectacular players in the National Football League as my quarterback. We're going to do some big things. Yeah, that controversy helped that he leaves there, and the next day he signs for Arkansas. Yeah, um, he's not so. out the back door. But you know what? I think the college game, as far as coaching wise, I think it's a lot more better, man. You don't, you can still teach a lot. You get to the pro level. A lot of these guys think they know it all. Uh, you were coaching uh, this past season. You you saw the college guys. They they want to learn, but they somehow something in them still think. I come from this school, this school, I was the man on my team. So when I come here, I should be the man. But you still got a lot of learning to grow. There's a process. Uh, yes. But in the, on, a, on a pro level, these guys, I don't, these guys, they know it. They think they know it all. Unless you're a rookie, once you get to your second or third year, it's hard to coach these guys. And, they, you know, you go out there, you got a different team, or you're, if you're a coach like Bill Belichick, I think, who puts a good program of players together who understand their roles. Once everybody understands their roles, you can win. But, you know, I agree. Like uh, Petrino, he he sneaks out the back door, but he didn't. Yeah. He was looking for that product, you know, that, like that Vic guy, the Vic to bring him over, take him over the edge, and make him that coach. So he goes to Arkansas. What's the Arkansas he went to? Uh, Arkansas haven't been to bowl, but they played they played some good football the last two years. Yeah, yeah, but he goes he goes to the college level, and, and like I was saying, I think you know that's a better job in the right See, situation. By the Arkansas job, like they fired Houston Nutt. Houston Nutt goes to Ole Miss. And they got them ranked. He got them ranked in the top five, top ten last two years. Yeah, he had earlier this year. They was um, uh, they were supposed to be LSU or supposed to be um, who Florida or somebody. They was that was the talk of the, uh, that week or that matchup. Yeah. Don't bring LSU up to me because I got some beef with all LSU fans. Why you say that? Because my beef with them is the fact. Yes, Les Miles made a mistake two weeks ago. He called a timeout. Didn't. Oh, <laughs> didn't do, yeah. he didn't do what he needed to do as a coach the last two minutes of the game. Right, okay? right, right. He pulled a, to me, he pulled an Andy Reid, okay? Uh-huh. All right, now, understand this. Rich Rodriguez is on a thread in Michigan. Right. Les Miles is a Michigan man, okay? Two years ago, Les Miles said, I'm happy at LSU, I'm not leaving. Mm-hmm. You keep running your mouth, LSU fans, and don't get me wrong, Danny McCray is my cousin, number 44 for LSU. I got mad love for the Tigers, okay? But I'm telling you right now, if you keep running your mouth about LSU, Les Miles will leave and go to Michigan, and then you're stuck with nothing. Yeah, you might. You might. You know what? They so people in general, everybody was, you, me, everybody, we get so spoiled with winning and being with the best and being on the best, doing the best things. You lose one or two games, you think you're out of it. Not when you're at LSU. You're at LSU, Les Miles, as a good coach. You can lose two games, still play for a national championship. They are. They, they are did it like two years owner. ago. I'm sorry? They did it two years ago. They did it two years ago. You can lose two games and play for the national championship and win it. 
And now you're not championship. But that's where the whole BCS uh, conflict comes in. And you got to understand the politics in that. That's a whole different subject, different time. I don't know if you want to bring that up. But you know what? If you look, like you said, Coach Rich, if you if you keep talking that craziness, Les Miles will not have no arms about going to Michigan and building a program where you can get the best guys in the country. And everybody knows Les Miles is a great coach. He loves his player. They call him, his nickname is the Mad Hatter. Now that's a, that's a that's a hell of a nickname. Yeah. Well, we had a yeah. Mad Hatter in um I don't know his nickname in Kansas, but man, do you see these guys lost? Last five games of the season. Oh man, Gino, man, Gino on them. Man, Gino on the boys. Well, yeah, pitch. you alumni. What, what y'all talking about? What y'all well, thinking? We are here. I don't know. I guess we'll talk about it coming back on that break. Oh yeah, we about to go to break, folks. Uh, give us a call back after the break. One eight eight three four five three four six nine one four four. Holler back at us. Oh. Yeah, I said it, we are. This is Rock Nation. Pledge your allegiance. Get your boutiques on. All black, everything. Black cards, black cars, all black, everything. And our girls are black birds. Riding with they killing us. I can't more in depth if you boys really rhythm them. This is like The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, president and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. Deep right field. Not goes O'Neill. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. We back again. 
Coach B, Kwame on the Kwame Last of the Sports Talk. Uh, we were just we just left last segment talking about uh, college football, and Kwame was about to tell me um, are they going to try to what, who they want to bring in to KU next year? What we're nah, talk with the Jayhawks. I, I, Coach, I think um, I think they might keep Manzino. I don't know. I don't see why they wouldn't. It's just. Um, you know when when it, when things are not going right, everybody got their little say so, and now all this stuff is coming out. I, Manzino will be all right. I think it's the discipline part that the student athletes uh, got tired of doing. When you get tired of doing the discipline, that's when you fall off, man. Right. And you can't you can't. When it was discipline, they were winning games, and now you're getting all these whole players not coming in, understanding their role. You understand your role, man. I keep going back to the New England Patriots. These guys win. Just understand your role. So. As far as KU, Kansas, uh, is concerned, um, they got to fix that. There's a lot of allegations. Uh, the Mangino said this, said that. You know, when, like I said, when it's all bad, you know, everybody has something to say. When it's all good, everybody's trying to get to the next level, to that, that pro spot, or trying to get to that starter spot. The next level could be a starting, be starting job for you. Who knows? But I don't know. I, I, I probably need to get to the bottom of this, find out what's going on with my uh, old alma mater, see what the nonsense, you know, during the season, these clowns were fighting the basketball team. So that's a distraction in itself. Oh, uh, wow. I, I don't know what that was about over a girl probably, but, you know, you football team fighting basketball team, that's don't no hate contest. They're consistent. Don't hate because the basketball team is a little bit more consistent than the football team is. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they are. They, they rank number one. They always come in rank number one. Um, these guys are... I don't know what the competition is or who wants to be the top dog, but at the University of Kansas, basketball reigns supreme. Just get it yes. to your head. As a basketball school, football and everything else comes second, sometimes right. third. I'll tell you this, though. Now, football brings in money. Football brings in the money. And, and only because our stadium, and then you got to look at the basketball arena, it brings in money. But basketball reigns supreme at the University of Kansas, and that's just how it is. Hey, these guys want to be number one. Just keep playing football. Keep playing discipline. Then we have two more. You remember when that we was all good when we was Orange Bowl champs. We beat Virginia Tech. We was playing for BCS Bowl. These guys fell off after that. They thought they made it. They thought they arrived. You can never get comfortable. That right, is you got to keep working. You got to yeah, put that work, work in. Absolutely, man. You got to put that work in so you can take flight. Yeah, but these guys, man, I don't know. I get to the bottom of it, find out what's going on. But what you think about that game last night and the Monday night football game? Oh, man, that Monday night football game, Drew Brees showed out. He showed out. touchdowns. He hasn't, he hasn't thrown that many touchdowns since week one against Detroit. And he threw that against the New England Patriots. Now, well, understand, I need everybody who's listening to understand, there's only, what, one player on that team that has been there for all three Super Bowls. That's, and that was Tom Brady. That's Tom Brady. Everybody else hasn't been. That defense is a new defense. Everybody is, or, or, no one that defense has been there for all three Super Bowls. Right. Now, right. you know, they're susceptible to getting beat deep. Um, the, the Saints, number one defense in the National Football League, they came in, scoring defense too, matter of fact. They came in, they shut down Randy Moss. They shut down the best slot receiver in the game, Wes Welker. Welker. Everybody call him Walker. Don't you know it's Walker? So they shut Walker down. <laughs> they shut West Walker down. Look, um, Pete, the way you say that, you say that like the Saints, and we all and, and I and I understand where you're coming from, but you're right. The Saints are not who they used to be. Their defense is rebuilding defense. They don't have those guys. They don't have 
uh, Rodney Harris, Teddy Bruski. They don't have a, a Seau over there. They don't have those guys. They don't have oh, a Seau's still there. He's on the bench, riding the pond. He's playing. He's on the bench, but you know they don't have him on the field. He's just no. an emergency guy, and he's not an emergency yet. Now you got to think about this. Um, they probably will see each other again. Remember this AFC and NFC. They will see each other again, possibly. And I don't count that. Uh, they um. That Indianapolis and New England Patriots game, man, that came down to one play, one play which the coach should have planned the ball. That mistake won't be made once they play the other game in the playoffs. Uh, NFC, I think uh, the, the Minnesota Vikings, the uh, New Orleans Saints, uh, it's going to come down to them Who, where you got to travel to play on the road during the playoffs. Drew Brees said something key last night. He said that game last night against New England Patriots, the didn't do anything more but put a W in the win column for him. And he is focused. It ain't we beat the New Orleans Saints. It's they played another game. Now, I think he'll get that. Him, him saying that will get that across to his guys. Stay focused. We still got a game. We still got Carolina. They still got Atlanta. They still got Tampa Bay. These, guys, these are teams in your, in your division. You know divisional games. You could be 1-9. Other teams could be 9-1. It's going to be a good game. Yep. It's going to be a good game. KJ said something. My son said something to me last night, man. He said, when you played with Drew Brees, was he this good? I said, Drew Brees wasn't – he, he said he's better now. I said, he's better in New Orleans. But saying he's better in New Orleans doesn't mean he was bad in San Diego. Drew Brees was real good in San Diego. They just brought um, the, um, the quarter of uh, Philip Rivers in, and they was, you know how you bring a guy in, it's pressure to, well, to want to play hey, him. I, I, first I, you was in San Diego when all this transpired, playing safety for them. I know that. Now, my concern with, the, the, with San Diego was the fact of, you, you bring Drew Brees in as a second, I think, a third-round pick. Uh-huh. Bring him in. He comes in there. He takes you 12-3, and 12-4, uh, and four, if I'm not mistaken, his first year there. Right. Okay. Now, my question for them is the fact of why would you really want to go out and get a quarterback when you got a quarterback doing his thing? Yes, he had a shoulder injury. Yes, he hurt his shoulder in the playoff game and you lost. Yes, but yet, now you look back like, wow, we could have still had – we still could have been that double-figure victory going into the playoffs – not squeaking like they did last year, not squeaking like they did the year before, but going there as a valid AFC um, person, AFC team um, going for the Super Bowl. Not just well, making the playoffs, but being competitive to make to try to get to the, the big daddy of them all, the Super Bowl. Right. And you know what? Most GMs uh, are real think they – you know how GMs build teams, man. They go out there and get these draft, they get these free agents. Most GMs do that. And so they think – that all the success is due to them. But Drew Brees, like you said, could have been one of those guys that uh, Joe Montana could have went down in history for your team, could have been that guy that, you know, that uh, that retired as a San Diego Charger. I don't see him retiring as a San Diego Charger with the, with the noise he's making in New Orleans, but the pressure to bring put him in, put Phillip Rivers in. And first of all, you've you, you got to remember you drafted Eli Manning, who said he didn't want to go there. Now, how could a guy out of college dictate where he wants to go? So you stuck with the swap of changing Phillip Rivers and Eli Manning at the quarterback position. Drew Brees still there. He had a soldier injury. He so what? He's a quarterback. He's been throwing all his life. He comes back stronger than before. Yes. He comes back now, stronger than before. Now, I mean, take uh, Alex, not the Spanos, but uh, who was the GM at the time? It wasn't Spanos. AJ, Spanos AJ, only AJ but uh, they come back. What is his name? AJ anyway, something. It was AJ something. What is it? It was AJ something. I can't remember his last name. It was, it was AJ, yeah, AJ. But uh, they come back 
they come back and win games, and then they twelve and four. They fired Marty Schottenheimer. Marty Schottenheimer's not a good coach. Marty Schottenheimer's a good guy putting good staffs around him. He can't coach for shit. He's not a good coach. But he, uh, they put a good staff around him, and uh, and that's what you got to do. You got to put the good people around you where the kids can respond, whether that be college or pro players. Got you. I just think that, you know, Drew Brees last night, and you understand something, last, last year Drew Brees threw for over 5,000 yards, man. 5,000 yards. He was 44 yards from Dan Marino's record, I think it was. He didn't have a 1,000-yard receiver. No. They, don't have, they haven't had a 1,000-yard running back since Deuce, Deuce McAllister years ago. But yet he still threw with 5,000 yards. 19 players this year have caught a different pass from, from Drew Brees. And, and 12 night, of them. Seven players caught a different pass from Drew Brees. How about 12 of those guys had touchdowns? Different guys. He's getting yes. that ball around. That, he and uh, Peyton over there, they got that guy, man. They got, they got a machine over there. They got a machine. And their defense, I, and their defense is good, bringing um, uh, McAllister, bringing McKenzie back in. But their defense, is that's all predicated on what they're doing on their offense. They've scored, they, last night, was probably, they scored eight defensive touchdowns this year. Right. They got 22 okay. in the set. Def- now, that's the that's number one fantasy scoring defense in the National Football League. Yeah, them guys got the best acquisition, I think, that anybody has made all season long, over the offseason last year, defensively, was when the Saints brought in Darren Sharper. You thought that was the key? That's the key. He, he, he played with big, time, big on Brett Favre. He's been in situations in Green Bay. He's played against the, 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 you know, the, some of the best receivers and the quarterbacks in the game. He understands what it does, what it takes to make that defense better, and not counting that front four they have neither. The Saints have a good front four. They got the ex rookie of the year and Jonathan Vilma from Miami playing uh-huh. the middle. You got Scott Shanley, you got Fajita, you got a you got a good linebacker core, and then like you said, you bring in McAllister, um, Super Bowl Super Bowl veteran, played the Super Bowl with the Ravens in two thousand. You bring in McKenzie um, back last Monday, McAllister the Monday before that. You know, yeah, you have, and you don't even have the, you don't have your starting secondary in the game. Yeah, they're on the you pine on IR. Yeah, they're they're stars on the IR. So, so what you think? New Orleans have a major decision to make when they, when them guys come back because the way McKenzie is playing, and you got a solid guy in a uh, 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 McAllister. I mean, they got a decision to make, man, when they come back. Well, 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 I think one guy's out for the year. Playoffs, still playoffs of the year. So, you know, they're going to keep them cats there. They get paid. They're going to have fun doing it. And they're going to they gonna make sure they get to the game, to the big time. Yeah, yeah but ain't nothing wrong with getting like paid, but you want to get paid for your work. I believe yeah, that. Most definitely. So, I'm I think that, you know, it's guys. a good situation. I think last night's game um, made this, everybody, you know, who that, who that, who that, who that, who that. You know, that's all I was hearing in Louisiana when I was down there for a week and a half is who that, who that, who that. I'm saying um, who that. Who that, who that, who that. So, you know, them Saints, go Saints, they're doing their thing. I hope they keep up the good work. Um, I just think that, you know, maybe Charlie White might end up back in New England as offensive coordinator next year. Right, right. And then then the, then the National Football League got to worry about the, the Patriots again. Ain't that funny how the good old boy system works? So you and, can, you can so, get fired and, and get a job. The good old boy system is something else. That's crazy, ain't it? Yep. I mean, we I've told you that many a time, and and you know I'm been coaching for ten years, and you know certain areas there's people you know who get who, no matter what guys who get who, oh there's the music and hey we'll be right back going on break uh, give us a call eight 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 three four six nine one four four we'll be back it ain't so cold no more.
Sports. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, all right, we're back, we're back, we're back. Man, Kwame had to go do his alumni cardinal thing, so now I got the show uh, hijacking the show like I do. Uh, anybody want to call in? Call us in one eight 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 three four six nine one four four. In some areas, it's four four down south. Um, hey, got a little thing I want to vent about right now. This Tiger Woods situation. Um, some of y'all, do y'all think it's 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 uh, what it what it seems? Some people say it's domestic violence. Some people say some people don't know what to say. I feel that, you know, it's private property. Whatever Tiger Woods happens on Tiger Woods property stays on Tiger Woods property. Um, I hear the media, some other media people are talking about, you know, we want to know. Why do you want to know? What does it concern you about what happened with Tiger Woods, him and his wife, in Tiger Woods' home? That's not your business. I don't feel it's your business. Do you feel it's your business? I don't. Anybody got to chime in? Call us in and let us know what you got going on. 
I personally don't think so. I think that whatever happened to Tiger Woods, life happened to Tiger Woods home. His wife, they say his wife took a golf club and knocked the window back window out. Um, she was trying to save her husband, unlocked the door. She pulled him out of the um, driver's side door, and he was laying on the concrete. Now, they can ticket Tiger for what they say, driving um, without socks. Wow, that's kind of crazy. I don't know about that. You know, it's just, you're just looking for something, looking for it. I mean, I don't understand. Maybe if it was, and I'm not going to call it pull a race car because that's not something I do. Um, I just don't understand why are you so in-depth in trying to find out what happened when, number one, he's okay. Number two, the only thing that was hurt was a tree and his Escalade sitting on dubs. Yeah, Tiger sitting on dubs. That's kind of crazy, ain't it? But it is what it is. Don't understand what's going on. But, you know, hey, call us, call me up. Kwame ain't here. I kicked him off the show. Um, tired of hearing him talk bad about me. 888-346-9144 in some areas. Just chime in about Tiger Woods or anything else you want to chime in about. Um, let's talk about it. Hey, I heard my, my boy might be coming in, Ray Ellis, Ohio State alumni, ex-Philadelphia Eagle. He might come in and chime in on some things and get his opinion on how he feel about the Tiger Woods situation. Uh, Ray Ellis, if you're listening, come on in the studio. I know you ain't doing nothing. Sitting at your desk in the back doing nothing. Uh, question about uh, going on with the National Football League. You know, you got still got people out there in the National Football League. Uh, these concussions. Ben Roethlisberger didn't play last week with a concussion. Kurt Warner's having pains behind his eyes over concussion. Um, you know, what is going on? Is the, is the league protecting themselves by not letting these guys play? You know, Ben Roethlisberger was scratched last Friday, you know, in against the Baltimore Ravens, a division game against the Baltimore Ravens, where some of the players on the team was questioning why did they scratch Ben when he practiced all week. You let him practice all week, but yet he doesn't pass a few tests on Friday and you sit him. That question right there was raised by Hans Ward. And this is, to me, you know, Hans has a has a legit concern but also, I think what's going on is the National Football League. They need to protect themselves. And it's not just them. It's the insurance companies protecting themselves also. Because concussions, that is a big um, problem within the National Football League. But I played football. My boy Shane Scott from Clemson, I know he played football. I got a lot of guys out there who played football um, that I know who had concussions. And, you know, we continuously played, you know, high school, you know, junior high, high school, and in college. And some people semi-pro in arena. They always play no matter what because the standards weren't as big as they are now with concussion. They didn't have all these tests back in the late 80s, early 90s, mid-90s that they have right now. Hello? Who is this, Ray Ellis? Yeah. What's up, Ray? Hey, man, you know it's me. Hey, man, let me ask you a question. I'm, I was talking about these concussions. Now, you played, in Nash you played Ohio State, God bless your soul. Um. And you also played the National Football League with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, sir. Um, and the Cleveland Browns. Is, Let's put that one in there. Huh? I live up to the Cleveland Browns as well. Okay. Well, we, I, like the, I, got, I like the Eagles better. <laughs> um, with concussions, was it a big thing when you were there, Ray? I, well, I can say this to you. It, it was a very big thing. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, of back in the day when, of course, when I was a kid and you were too, how we would go out to practice and the coaches would holler and scream at us and tell us, hey, hey, get away from that water. You're going to catch cramps. Drink too much water. You're going to catch too much cramps. 
later on we find out that people are dying because of dehydration. It's it's a matter of education. I remember I got knocked out by one of my own teammates. Uh, they went to a commercial, and I was still out. The only reason why I know that is because I watched the game on television. Uh, and by Monday, this happened on a Sunday in New Orleans, uh, by Monday uh, we had a walkthrough. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, I'm in the huddle again, could barely put my helmet on, uh, my neck hurt that bad, my head hurt that bad, and I end up, my career is over because of, you know, career-ending injuries. Uh, but, yes, it, it, there's no doubt about it. Concussions, if you would stop and think about it, knowing what a concussion, the new definition of concussion is, I guess, uh, losing consciousness, uh, they've been happening multiple times to multiple players not aware of the fact that those were concussions. And now they're just, uh, because of the fact that it's been brought to the attention uh, at the highest level of government and they're starting to investigate it, I said last week on my show that I didn't think there was any way that Kurt or Ben would play in the game because of all the scrutiny that's there. Now, at, when you look at it from the other players' perspectives, right. The other players are not concerned about, wait, hold on. Why am I put at risk in all those times I've been knocked out and you put me back in the game, but now this guy is you, – you, you, the quarterback was a wrong example to be used for the first time in your precautionary methods. It just so happened that the two Super Bowl quarterbacks got knocked out last week, but – for other players, I don't think that felt real good for them to see that they got this different kind of treatment. Okay, well, I guess my that's my okay. Let me let me put a scenario that you I think I want to get your question on. All right, you guys are on your way. You're about to travel 95 South, play the Washington Redskins. Sonny, not Sonny Jurgensen. I'm sorry, Joe Thosman, John Riggins. All right, Mo, right. you guys are about to go play about to handle business. Okay, mm-hmm. you're up there in Philly, Ron Jaworski, yourself, Harold Carmichael, the rest of the guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys are about to go down 95 South and handle some business. Division game, last month, last weekend in November. All right? Division game. Jaws is hurt, gets knocked out the week before, then he had a concussion. They don't, he practices all week with the first team. All week with the first team. And all of a sudden, Friday night, Saturday morning, you say he ain't playing. How does that make, how does that make you feel as a, as, a, as a corner, as a safety in the National Football League on your Philadelphia Eagles team Going into that game, that 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 with a rookie with the rookie quarterback who never made a start before, only threw one pass in that football league last year. Two years ago, he got injured in week seven in, in the NCAA at Oregon. Uh, how does that make you feel going in? Well, I would say first of all, you know, as a player, again, it's 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 almost as if we were children, and and you know how it is. I mean, it's twenty years later in your life, you're much more wiser, much more intelligent about certain subject matters than you were at that particular time. I'm only saying this now from a person's perspective that has had years of wisdom to acquire that wisdom over the time, but I'm the same person that put, couldn't put that damn helmet on my head and walked out on the field. Now, they had another person that was starting that strong safety there for the Cleveland Browns the year before I got there, a damn good football player, Al Gross, that could have stepped into that position, and I could have took the time to let my body heal. But what happens is, again, you know, as a player, first of all, we're not doctors, so we don't know to what degree how serious the, the injury is, to what extent we're putting ourselves at risk. And then not only that, you also feel the insecurity of 
holding on to your job. Because many of us, the only way I got to start at The Ohio State University is because somebody got hurt in front of me. I got in, and when I got in, I played my butt off, and the position was mine, and they moved him to another position. So there's so many factors in there for a young man. Come on, Coach, you know how it is. You were there. You, you've been there. Yeah. You've got, you got to take those decisions out of those people's hands. But what I will say this is it's a business. You know, you always hear <laughs> prime time talk about the business decision. The fact that those two quarterbacks did not play, that was a business decision by the National Football League. Most definitely, most definitely. And I, I, and I commend the National Football League for that um, because it looks like they're taking a stand on this concussion thing. Now, I honestly believe now a little bit that they're taking a little bit of fun out of, out of the game by all these excess rules. But when it comes to the concussion situation and, you know, the, the height of the, um, the concern that everyone has for that, then I commend them on that. I really do. I just think that, okay, for the team, for the other quarter, other people involved, other than the person who had a, the, the concussion, if you get knocked out with a concussion the week before, you automatically cannot play the next week. Well, Coach, let me just say this. This is an animal of which these executives and coaches in particular at the National Football League level and colleges and high school, they built this animal that they now can't control. This monster, they created this monster. This monster, I, I remember when I played and it was time for me to negotiate a contract, you know, I said to my agent that I felt that a woo hit was just as valuable to the fans' experience as a 60-yard bomb or a 90-yard touchdown run because the violent part of the game was something that people enjoy. You know, that, 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 that it's, actually, it's actually, actually that woo, ah. You know, oh, like, somebody get hit like that. Woo! Ah, that's that, that's that grimace. I, I call it a grimace. Oh yeah, you do that too. You, <laughs> you know, you get a good and hit, so like last and night, those are things that you get paid for. Came up and knocked the cowboy doo doo out of Kevin. Every, I was like, it's not out your nose. You wake up. It's embarrassing. You know, it's like highlight films. I mean, you want to do that? That's how you yeah. earn a reputation. Oh, oh, that's the music. Hey, we about to go to break. Hey, I know y'all did listen, all three of y'all. Only got three listeners. Give us a call back. 888-346-9144 and 44 and other. Hey, Ray will be back with me also. See y'all in a couple seconds. A couple minutes. Hey. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports joe cribs no average joe is here for you the fan to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports we'll discuss not only the headliners but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today it's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, Grand Am, or even Lava Racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, the host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30 plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster around the world to work each week to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing, while also never forgetting the local weekend warriors. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry, your front row seat to the world of racing. Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Power Up Channel. Be there or get a DNF. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports arms i cut the music i cut it i'm not doing that corner lassiter's <laughs> you, you mean you do not have a sexy voice here right now this ain't his show it's my show for the next for the whole hour ain't having that joke Oh, oh, man, you just gangsted the show. Go ahead, Coach man, B. He's killing me with that. Every week I got to listen to that. It's my sexy voice. I don't want to hear that, man. Well, Coach, let me ask you something. You, you asked me a question from a, from a player's perspective. Let me ask you, because I know you were here at Mesa Community College coaching yep. on the staff. How do you feel when your players show up on game day and you find out on game day he's not available? Do you look at him out the corner of your eye as a coach? Um. Well, unfortunately, we've been in a situation where we had kids unavailable, but not because of medical reasons, okay? Well, this is a medical, this is just, a medical reason that we want to address today. I know there's other like things that. that happen, too. I, I know about those. But this is the medical reason where a player may feel that it's out of his control. Yeah. A player may look at him, listen, if, if, if you're not bleeding or on your way in the ambulance to the emergency room, then you need to get out on the field. And coaches make you feel like that. Yeah, they do. You know, coaches make, uh, as a coach, we do have a tendency of making the kids feel guilty because they're not, especially if, we're depend- if we have a, a dependence on that kid to make plays or that kid makes plays for us and we don't have them going into a big game or any kind of game. You kind of sit there and you say, I don't have them. What am I going to do? Is this other cat going to be to step up? I don't know. He hasn't practiced. He hasn't had his mind in his practice all week. But yet, you know, is he going to be a game time? Is he going to be a game player? You know, um, I've been in situations before this past season where my number one guy on special teams doesn't show up to a game, don't come to practice. And it's like, you know, what am I going to do? But I just pull the other guys off to the side and I say, listen, I need you. We need you. We need you to come through. We need you to do whatever, whatever beef you got with anybody else. You need to put it off the side because you, you got a job to do. You got to give these kids the opportunity, to, the, the backups to say, you got to make them feel that they're not only are they wanted, but they're needed. Well, Coach, let me just say this. It, it's very interesting that you, you said that because many times that's what a player feels like. A player feels like he's got to be ready at any time because if a person goes down, that's his opportunity to step up. Now, 
do you, as a coach, feel that it's your job to have every player on that team prepared to play? Because, see, I, as, as a player, I'm looking at, you know, my teammates. And if somebody goes down, you need to be ready. And I need to have confidence that that player has prepared himself. From a coaching perspective, is it your responsibility to make sure every single player on the team is prepared to play in case somebody gets hurt or somebody can't play for whatever reason? Or is it the player's responsibility? Or do you share in that responsibility? I feel this is not, 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 I'm a, I'm a part of them. I, I feel that as a player and as a coach, it's Little, it's equal responsibility on both sides, but the player has to take more responsibility because if a player is not in a particular, the coach is watching the whole whole practice. Okay, now if a player is not in this particular setting, nickelback, nickel sack situation, or three wide situation, whatever, a lot of times that player is on the sideline rapping with his with his, with other players who aren't even in the game or in the practice. Okay, his job is to he has to be extra do extra diligent because he has to pay attention to what's going on because you never know when your name when your number gonna get called that's right okay so my thing is that the coach has his job to do his job is to let everybody put it right put the game plan in teach the game plan in the classroom walk through the game plan on the practice field install the game plan on the practice field and make sure everybody's on the same page now when that player is not into this particular package and his butt's on the sideline talking to the trainers, talking to an injured player who, number one, shouldn't even be at practice because he's injured. He should be in the weight room or doing, doing some kind of treatment or doing whatever he needs to do to get healthy. He shouldn't be at practice. He can't help me this week. Over there talking, he's not paying attention. No, he's not being – he's not right. He's not doing his job. He's not ready to play the following week. And that's not the kind of player that I really want for a teammate. I mean, I've always been one who's been a student of the game, and, and therefore I feel that everybody else should be. When I, what bothers me most when I watch professional football is how many mental mistakes are made. And you can, on the defensive side of the ball, most of the time you can tell when a mental mistake is made, particularly in the passing game, because the receiver's wide open. And when I mean wide open, I, I mean about two or three steps. That's wide open. And it's one of those, you know, you got the ooh-ah hits, you know, you got the oh shit, you know, bah, that's my man, yeah. you know, <laughs> those kind of things that happen. But I, I, I agree with you, you know, in a sense that it, it's a responsibility that should be shared. But certainly when you at the National Football League level and you finally get your chance, you know, I would hope that when I got my chance that, you know, at least my teammates didn't feel slighted as if, oh, wow, you know, crazy now, here I'm, now. I'm <laughs> you not going mean, to kind of go show your butt. that when I was playing, I didn't do it because I did it too. Everybody did it when you were in high school. You know, you, when you, if you're not in the package, you go on the sideline, you wrap a taste with your partners. And that's not – but that but, – but again – that has a lot to do with the system of which you are under, and it comes from leadership because there are some coaches that they don't play that very early on in life. Those coaches are the kind of disciplinary coaches where if that's what you want to do, take a lap. You, they, they run you. They do something to you to make sure that you're more focused on what's happening on the football field than lollygagging. Right. And so what I do is this time I just, I'm a little bit more stringent. I was taught, been taught by some, some, some of the, you know, my mentors who have been really, you know, successful in what they've done. Um, and I try to instill certain things. You know, when I'm talking, I just say, shut up, don't talk. And no one's talking. You ain't talking about nothing on my practice field other than what I'm, talk, what I'm, what I'm coaching you and what I'm talking about. You shouldn't be talking about nothing else. And this is something that, you know, kids today don't do. They think that when they're not in a certain play, they have nothing to do. But then they're not ready to step up into the game. That's the difference between a major community college 
a blunt in a blend community college or a uh, Navarro or um, Butler County because you know discipline starts from the top and if you don't have discipline up top you're not gonna have discipline in the bottom. Well, I'm gonna and, give I'm gonna give Oregon some kudos because Mr. Dixon when he showed up in the game I thought he performed very well for a quarterback that had not been in the game all season long I don't believe. Well, you gotta understand something here. Dennis Dixon was a baller when he was in Oregon. Yes. See, there's a difference. There's a football player, and then there's a baller. I believe a I football agree player is a person who come in and just do whatever he needs to do. A baller is somebody coming there and make an impact. And and that's the kind of player. He, he's been that player the entire time when I saw him in Oregon. I I was just when I saw him sustain that knee injury. I believe here at ASU. I was devastated because I thought his career was going to be over with. I couldn't believe that they had him out there on the field playing and he was injured. But I thought his career was over with. But when I saw him, I saw a little bit of Randall Cunningham. Now, he's got a long way to go. But I saw a little bit of Randall Cunningham in him the other day. Now, let me tell you something. Dennis Dixon, if Dennis Dixon doesn't get hurt against ASU, Oregon wins the national championship that year. And that's a possibility. You're right. But that, that shows you. Perhaps maybe Oregon had a problem because again, you got to put somebody else in the game. You you got to have backups. You know there are, there are certain teams. A lot of times you see it on basketball teams when when somebody goes down and you know somebody else comes in or somebody comes off the bench. You know the bench players come in. They're just as good as those who start. You know, and that's the way it has to be in football. You know, you know, for a long time, New England was like that. They replaced, you know, a free agent with another free agent. You know, they they brought in some people that still there was no drop off. They continued to perform at the highest level. Right. New Orleans Saints has found some of those people that, and they they made it obvious last night. They found a couple of veteran players that were out there on on the streets and brought them in, and hey, they playing good football. That's what has to happen. Allison. You have to have some depth on your team. Yes. In order, in order to last through the playoffs, end of the season playoffs, you gotta, you gotta have death. That's right. So and there's gonna be injuries. It's late in the season. Yes, and this is a time where you know a lot of teams right now, last two or three weeks of the season, aren't gonna play. Peyton Manning won't play last two weeks, or two two and a half weeks of the season. Wow, coach, you got music, man. But you don't think they'll try to go for that undefeated season? I don't care. I don't think people want. Under, oh, that's the music. I don't think people want undefeated season. I think people just want to get to the playoffs, be healthy, and try to get to the Super Bowl. Most important thing, coach, win that Super Bowl. Forget that undefeated season. That, that's why. Wow, what's that? The Tennessee Saints don't do nothing for you. Super Bowl gets you, get you paid. <laughs> undefeated season don't do nothing. I New England Patriots two years ago. Wow. Hey, that's the music, folks. Wow, that was a quick show, man. We got done. Hey, Ray, thank you for helping keep me company, man. Yeah, I, I know, that. man. You need two hours, right? Yeah, we need two hours, right? <laughs> we need, definitely need two hours, baby. Hey, Kwame, if you're out there listening, which you're probably not, man, have fun out there. The alumni, Shane Scott, thank you for calling in. I don't know why you didn't say nothing on the show, but that's okay. Mount Vernon alum, University of Clemson uh, alumni. Uh, everybody else who listened, all three people, we appreciate you. We got mad love for you. We out. All black everything, black cars, black cars, all black everything. And I trust the black birds, riding with they diligence. I can't more in depth if you boys really, really know. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.